Hello and welcome to the Sex Coward Podcast, episode one, with me, Larry Nabisco, and my partner in crime, Kimberly Struble. Say hi, Kim. Hi, Kim. I said, uh, say hi, Kim, and then you said hi, Kim. It's a fantastic joke. Right, right off the bat, we're on a off to a good start. Did you just come up with that? Yeah, I just kind of came up with it like out of nowhere. It just kind of came to me as this very funny joke that I would. I mean, do very funny is an understatement. You know, you know, this is our first podcast. We're gonna want to be funny so people can, you know, they're gonna want to listen to the other podcasts, and then maybe we can make some money off this thing. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. We we need to make this a fun podcast a safe place for people to come listen during, you know, maybe they're having a bad day and they need a smile. Maybe they need some advice. I'll be here giving out my advice because, you know, I've lived a long and interesting life. And uh, Well, yeah, of course. I guess since it's the first episode, maybe we should tell the audience a little bit about ourselves. What do you say, Larry? Why don't you go first? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So, my name is Larry Nabisco. I'm a 54-year-old Coast Guard veteran. I served in the Coast Guard between 1985 and 1989. Although I continued as a contractor, I would draft schematics for them. And, you know, just schematics of boats, different schooners, dinghies, catamarans that uh, the Coast Guard would use for uh, recon missions, that sort of thing. When I left the Coast Guard originally in 1989, I went on to work for Highlights for Children. It was a magazine of puzzles. I was in the crossword department. I was the uh, head editor of Crosswords for Children. And there I would slip words into the crosswords. Maybe it was pizza. Maybe it was barn or dog. But you put those letter, you, you put the words mixed with a bunch of different letters and you had the children would have to find the words. Wow. So what, like, what was that like? Was it, well, okay. Let's say you had a word like pizza. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm getting so, hungry. P-I-Z-Z-A, as everyone knows, there's a pizza, but, uh, you know, the I in that maybe, maybe pizza is going v- vertical and then you'd have another word, kitty. K-I-T-T-Y, going horizontal. And you, uh, among other tactics for hiding the words, you would take pizza and kitty, you could share the I, the letter I, in both words, and they would make a, the words would make a T-shape among all these other Oh, so it'd be like a crossword for like children. You know, all these other letters. Right, and the kids would have to find the... Right. Yeah, the kids would have to right. find the words. I so guess. children would spend a lot of time trying to find those words. And we'd, you know, sometimes they'd find them all. Sometimes, you know, uh, if I did my job pretty good, maybe they'd have a couple words left over. And um, they could ask an older brother or an older sister or potentially a older family member or a peer. Uh, if they could help find the rest of the words. Maybe they could ask a fuck buddy to help them. Yeah, yeah, sure. But, I, I mean, they, these crossword puzzles weren't for children. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, kids are growing up so, like, quick these days that, you know, I, I mean, who knows? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's anything's possible, especially, you know, if you're, if you're thinking it's a 14-year-old kid. Uh, I know that 
you know, 14-year-olds often have sex with different 14-year-olds. So, yeah, no, you, you'd, you'd be right in that situation. Right, right. Because, I mean, you know I lost my virginity when I was 15, and that right, was a late right. bloomer. So that was my job. I was very proud of it. Loved working with kids. You know, not directly with children, but in the children's industry. And I continued on it, it, my work in the children's industry with my work with Nickelodeon Magazine. When I, I joined uh, that team in 1995, and I became the head editor of Nickelodeon Magazine for a time. I worked at uh, Viacom. I was, it was a very happy time in my life. It was very fulfilling. I got to rub elbows with, you know, Hollywood elite met tim allen once and it was just a great time and uh unfortunately i i i long story short the i was accused of sexual harassment i grabbed a woman's hand and i said i know what i could use this for and i was talking about a hand job but they didn't like that they considered that sexual harassment i could understand calling that flirtation i would not consider that sexual harassment i would not consider a hand job to be sex anyways uh, you know if that's considered sexual harassment and worthy of being fired then there are things i could probably get the death penalty right, for for right I, yeah exactly i've done at work so sexual harassment i don't think that works regardless i left that industry and went on to work for Build-A-Bear. And that was a very fulfilling industry for me to join. I still in the children's industry. And I was... Well, you know, not, not only that, I mean, we that's how we met. We would have never met if you didn't walk into Build-A-Bear one day and tell me, you know, you're the regional manager, a.k.a. I mean, you're if, when you're a regional manager, you're basically the owner. You basically own that franchise when you're a regional manager and you walked in and you said, my name's Larry. I'm the regional manager slash owner of Build-A-Bear. And I fell head over heels in love with you immediately. And I, 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 I couldn't oh, get enough was, of I mean, the same, same goes for me. I mean, as soon as I, I walked in there and I saw you, I, 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 I knew I had to get a taste. I knew I had to crawl in there, you know, right between those legs. I had to... To get a taste at any cost, because you just had Aww, the prettiest Papa. face, the nicest legs, Mommy and a nice rack on you. Good set of headlights. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I needed tits. to get in there. But, um, you know, just to finish up on who I am, I, as I said, I uh, own uh, Build-A-Bear franchises, and also I'm a stand-up comedian. I've gotten on stage at laugh boston and i've been on a few other stages and i consider that my main job but i'm almost i'm also the owner of donatello's a bar and grill in frampton massachusetts and you know that's my passion project i bought it off of ricky donatello and uh you know it's been very fruitful for me even during this pandemic and uh i guess that kind of sums it up right now i mean i'm sure i'll have more to say about myself but i won't spoil it all right right at the beginning and uh kim why don't you tell us about you right so my name's kimberly struble i'm 37 i live in rockland with my 18 year old son kent who's a full-grown man now and he's 18 and my son kent 
And he has bone marrow anemia dyslexia, which is a inhibits your body's ability to create bone marrow. So he's got very thin, brittle bones. And we spent a lot of time at the social hospital in Weymouth. Once every two weeks, he has to go in for a seven-hour chemical bath where he sits in this metal basin. And he's given a bath, uh, which is a cocktail of me- medicines and different chemicals. There's mercury in there. And, you know, we let the chemicals set into his pores and it enters his bloodstream and his bones. And it helps build stronger bones for my son who's got very brittle bones now it's never gonna it's not a cure by any means but we're trying to get him better and you know he spends seven hours in the bath and then we switch him over to the chemical tent which is an isolation tent it's an aluminum tent that basically what it does is it pumps radiation it douses him with a large amount of radiation which mixes with the chemicals and the medicines and the mercury in his now which is now in his body and the whole purpose is to get his bones at a to a good place because right now you know a lot of you know he's suffering from fibula rot you know his in his ankle his it's all rotted out it's it looks like a piece of wood that's been demolished by termites it's just there's no fibula anymore it's just a mush of bones it's it look you know when you feel it it feels like if you put mud inside a balloon it's the same consistency of that and that's that was his fibula and now it's just completely rotted out um what else about me um i love my fiance larry you know that i love my daddy and uh, he's my daddy, and I love I'm him. Papa. I wanna, maybe after the podcast, he's gonna wanna have sex. What do you say, Larry? So, so hear me out on this topic for just a moment. I really do enjoy engaging sexually with you so much, and I could do it forever uh, if I could stay erect that long i would stay erect that long just to i would love it if that pipe would engaging stay sexually solid like a good when i stick my tongue in your mouth it makes my tongue feel good to touch you your love tongue sucking on you and wet it's, it's always a wild ride i always my ass. i'm holding on for dear life with you and uh you know you spray like a cat and you love like a woman and uh Gigantic that's good enough for me cock. And uh, I could always use the release. All right. I am getting soaking wet in my panties over here. And I, we're just going to have to wait. This, this is going to have to wait because I am so fucking horny right now that, you know, I just, I, uh, my pussy. Well, with that, I guess now would be a good time to go to our sponsors. Uh, we got to keep the lights on over here. And today, our first sponsor of the podcast is jerkofffinder.com. Are you in the mood for passion? Are you home alone looking at your computer? And no matter what type, what you type into Google, you just can't seem to find any good erotic content? That's where jerkofffinder.com comes in. For $29.99 a month, you will get access to their patent search engine for finding erotic videos and pics. Are you a big breast kind of guy? Type in hashtag big wet tit pics for pictures of naked boobs. 
Are you more of a fan of big butt videos? Type in wet at, hashtag wet ass videos into the search bar and you'll soon be amazed by all the great rear-end sexual content you will find with women of all different ethnicities and ages who will put their assholes front and center in what the New York Times has called the ultimate porn search. Sign up today at jerkofffinder.com and use the promo code SEXCOWARD to gain access to more hashtag searches. Don't wait. There is naked women on the internet showing off for your pleasure. Our second sponsor comes from the good folks over at Stamps.com. Stamps.com is a great place to buy stamps. Are you sick of going to the store or the post office to buy stamps? Log on and buy stamps. There are so many stamps you can buy, and they have a whole lot of stamps to sell you. Do you want a stamp with a frog on it? Type in hashtag frog stamp, and you could get a cool stamp with a frog on it. Um... You know, what's funny is that it sounds like a lot like Frog Stomp, which was my cousin's favorite record by Silverchair. My cousin committed suicide in 2002, but before that, it was his favorite record. Okay, where was I? Oh yeah, so if you want stamps with a bear wearing a hat, type in hashtag bear with fun hat into stamps.com search engine, and they will direct you to a web page on their website that will have thousands of stamps with a bear wearing a hat on them. You can even upload a pic to be put on the stamp. Just type in hashtag upload stamp pic into the search bar and you will be rerouted to personalstamp.com, which is a subsidiary of stamps.com. Sign up today and get 25% off when you use the promo code MEWANTSTAMPS095345 and you will be able to access the hashtag-based webpage for buying stamps on their website and the stamps have cool pictures on them and you will have access to personalstamp.com and you can put pictures of your kids on a fucking stamp all right well our guest today is an old coast guard buddy of mine jason the trash man brash how you doing jason i'm great larry how are you i'm doing great kim you want to say hi to jason hi jason it's been a while how you doing honey i'm great beautiful how are you I'm um, great. I don't think I've seen you since, uh, what was it, that uh, Coast Guard benefit for those schooners in 2011? That's right. You were looking fantastic at the time. You were looking so good. I, oh, I love you so much. You're such a cutie. I love you. So, <clears throat> Jason, I guess right off the bat, let's just get right into it. Uh, the tra- They call you the Trash Man. Where did that nickname come from? I, I know where it came from, but uh, our listeners might be interested. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, uh, yeah. My, uh, I got the nickname because um, one time I was written up by some greenhorn on the ship for uh, leaving candy bar wrappers on a table in the cafeteria section of the Coast Guard boat. Um Eventually, this leads led to the nickname evolving into Candy Trash Man, um, and you know kind of what candy insinuates. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a, it's, it's that's a effeminate nickname, and uh, exactly I mean, was that that was a uh, Buck that had given you that nickname, right? It was Buck, and I'll tell you what. Uh, as soon, as soon as I found out that he was putting candy into the nickname. I went right up to Buck and I broke his nose in front of everybody. And from there on out, it was. That's right. And from there on out, it was just the Trash Man, which I love. Good nickname. That's a great nickname. And uh, yeah, because you, you more than anyone else, was known for just kind of 
leaving candy bar wrappers uh, everywhere you went. I remember one time me and uh, the other Lance Corporals in the Coast Guard were playing a, a game of men's poker. And uh, I look under the table, and what did I see but a Reese's Cups bar candy wrapper. And we knew the trash man had been there. And, you know, like... You had candy bar wrappers all over the boat, and no one minded it because, you know. That was my thing. Was, that was my thing. That was your thing. We all thought you were a great guy. You loved candy. You're famous for that brash, sweet tooth. And, uh, I mean, what else is there to say, you know? Um, that was the Coast Guard, though. I, I mean, things are different now. You, you leave uh, candy bar wrappers around now, and... Uh, you know, who knows what happens to you. But back then... I bet they don't even have candy in the Coast Guard right now, these kids. They're, they're so soft, they can't even eat a candy yeah, Well, you know, it's these millennials. They'd rather, instead of candy bars, they'd rather eat kale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? What a joke. Right. Uh, hey, you know, I, I, have a, I have a nephew who's uh, 31, and I kid you not, Thanksgiving... He comes by and he says, uh, where's the kale? And it's just, you know, it's, uh, hey, I'm sorry, can I get you some avocado toast? Yeah. But it's these kids. Yeah. It's these I, kids. Honestly, when someone offers me kale, I slap the kale out of their fucking mouth. You know what I'm saying, Larry? I Trust me, you give me an, a man's candy bar like a Babe Ruth. And uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Or, you know, a nice steak. I'll take that over... Uh, uh, kale, Always. but it's these millennials, you know, so me and you, we were both in the boat tigers. And for people who don't know, that was a famous coast guard battalion. Um, I was a Lance corporal and, uh, you were a sergeant. That's right. And it was, it was a good time. We had a lot of good times on that, on that schooner. We sure did. And, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of crazy times. Like, uh, I, I, I'm brought back to memories of, uh, the battle of grape Island. Yes, yes, that was, um, yeah, that was quite a, quite a battle we had, um, had some terrible times, had some, uh, some fun times torturing some of the, uh, yeah. Those terrorists, those were, they were, uh, domestic terrorists. It's hard for me to come up with a word for someone that, that terrible, you know, like, it's just like, they were the most evil of evil. I, I mean, I saw things that, you know, the, the millennial Coast Guard men uh, would never be able to handle, I can tell you that. No, no, no. I mean, you'd, they'd end up with, uh, you know, PTSD, which I don't think is even a real thing. But uh, you Yeah, know, well, I, what I does I that stand for anyway? You know, pussies, taking, uh, yeah, well, it's a joke. Yeah, preschool, toddlers, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the, other, the rest of it means, but it, it's, you know, it's just a way for doctors to sell their head meds. But, uh, you know, I, I saw my best friend, Chris, he got shot right in the mouth. He got shot right in the mouth. And, his and, and you know, they could never reattach that jaw. And uh, he ended up killing himself. And, uh, you know, as much as I missed the guy, you know, that was... That Chris, was ended, Chris, Chris ended up killing himself? Yeah, he killed himself uh, one year later after Great Island, after getting shot in the face. Yeah, well, that, that's honorable. At least you didn't have to go to therapy and everything. I mean, that's right. Because therapy, I mean, therapy is for 
women and children. That's right. Yeah, this is pointless. Yeah, I actually it's... saw one of. Uh, do you remember that when uh, when Charlie got his uh, the top of his dome just blown off and then his brains That's... were pouring out everywhere? Well, I remember he. Uh, that was the first time I ever saw a brain on the ground. Yeah, same. And, uh, same with me, but. And it, it did. I, I I I took it in. I didn't. I didn't want to look away. I wanted to take it in. And uh, yeah, I wake know, it's, up. It's... I wake up every night thinking about it. But yeah, you're not gonna see me cry about it. Yeah. You know, I for as sad as a lot of that 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 day was, I I, I felt a beauty in the chaos. Uh, I, you know, I felt like a real man. When you when you point a gun at another man and you squeeze that trigger and you see his life escape his body, you it's, you're undeniably gonna feel like a real man. That's that and, uh, is that you cannot be a man until you are put into that position. That's what I always say to every young child that I see on the streets. I say those exact words. You're not a man until you point a gun at someone's head and pull the trigger. That's, you know, more, more kids need to be taught this in school. Yeah, well, I'm going to say, you know, 95% of the population who's never even stepped foot in the Coast Guard isn't gonna understand that because you've never been in that position. You've never been in the position that we've been in. You know, people always, people like to put uh, the army and Marines and, you know, all these other kind of, I don't know, I guess you'd call the military branches, but uh, they like to put down those guys on a pedestal. It's like uh sweetheart. And so you've been on a coast guard boat. You don't know the first thing about a schooner. That's absolutely right. No one knows what a schooner anymore, what a schooner is anymore. No one even knows what a cutter is anymore. It's a joke. I, you know, I, I, I saw some, you know, some weekend uh, boatman, uh, you know, getting onto a dinghy the other day. And he, he, he just looked so out of place. Anytime I see a, uh, you know, someone that you could just tell they've ever been in the Coast Guard. They don't know what the Coast Guard even stands for. I mean, okay, let's let's just break it down. 70% of the Earth's surface is water. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Right. So so for me, um, that is the exact uh, stat that got me into wanting to be in the Coast Guard when I was, uh, when I was about four. Um, I learned that 70% of the Earth's surface is water. I felt a real unity with the water because the whole world is water. So I ended up saying to myself, you know, I'm going to join the Coast Guard. And, uh, and I did. And um, I can't believe uh, how much it's changed my life. I'm, you know, I've, had, I've only had four DUIs. Probably would have had eight if it had gone longer than that. Yeah, no, I, I, I absolutely hear. And uh, just to touch on Grape Island again, uh, you know what's you know what's very interesting. A lot of people don't know this, but the first time we ever let a woman in the Coast Guard, uh, she served she served in the Boat Tigers, and she was actually at Grape Island. Wait, 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 wait. Larry, 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 are you sure she was a woman? She was a woman, Susan. Yeah, she was a handsome woman, but she was a woman. And they I had don't, no they, idea that was a woman, Larry. Yeah, yeah. They, that wasn't just a cute nickname. That was uh, 
Susan uh, Susan Barker. She was in the um, she was in the Coast Guard and at Grape Island. She got shot in the in the face and and the boob. She got she shot in her boob. boob. Really? And, wow. Uh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, they did the the Coast Guard decided no more women. So they haven't let women into the Coast Guard. And that's kind of that's smart, Larry. I mean, that that's you know again, seventy percent of the Earth's surface is water. Imagine trying to comprehend that as a woman. I'm surprised Susan was able to comprehend that. And honestly, to be you know very truthful here, finding out that she was a woman is probably the reason why she got her face shot off at Grape Island. I mean, come on. Like it's insane. That's right. I mean, you 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 can't expect them to, uh, you know, do as well as uh, their male counterparts in the Coast Guard. I understand. You know, I could understand how a woman could join the Marines or the Army and be able to keep up in that capacity. The Coast Guard, it's a man's game, and you know, I to to expect them to comprehend how much water is actually out there. It's just it's it's hard enough for a man to do that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, I'm not saying that uh, you know women aren't don't have their place in the world, but uh, I would just say I don't think I've ever I'd have been as proud to be a member of the Coast Guard as I was when they said uh, no more women allowed in the Coast Guard. Completely agree. Completely agree, Larry. <laughs> and that's not to say women didn't have their place, uh, you know, within the Coast Guard, uh, outside the Coast Guard. And, I, of course, I'm talking about those Coast Guard groupies, the women of the dock. You remember what we used to call them? Guppies. Yep. We used to call them guppies. And they were women that just, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't care. They were there to give you some relief. And uh, at a pretty, uh, pretty decent, decent price. price. It was uh, a great price. You know, a great yeah. price. Uh, yeah, we had a and, great. And, co- and Larry, I'll, I'll tell you. I mean, um, you know, I, a lot of them uh, aren't looking quite as good as they used to back in back in our days. But I will say that if you go down to the docks, um, you'll you'll see a few guppies still still running around down there. So they they they're not gone yet. They're still around. I remember one guppy, this this woman named Rachel, and I uh, remember I had sex with her. And, you know, I just love thinking back on things like that, uh, you know, because I, I put my, I remember having sex with her and putting my hands on her ass. Really? Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So that was, I mean, and that must have been, what, 1988? So we were right in the thick of it. I'll tell you this, Larry. I remember um, there was a a guppy uh, named uh, Roxette, and um, I had sex with her. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was just, those were the days back then, you know? That's right. And, uh, you know, that's, as far as the Coast Guard, I mean, you know, these women didn't get the same pensions that we get, but... You know, I, I think they were very important to the boating community within, uh, you know, the I Coast agree. Guard. I agree. And to yeah. be fair, you know, maybe they didn't get quite the same compensation as us. But, you know, they had sex with us. So I think they were pretty well compensated, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. 
So uh, you're living in Whitman, Massachusetts now, right? I am, yeah, Whitman, yeah. That's great. So you've been battling alcohol for the better part of two decades. That's right. Uh, yeah, and so you, you said you've had four DUIs. Yeah, I just, uh, just recently got my fourth, yep. Okay, so how's, how's all that going for you? Um, you know, honestly, I, I've never believed in the whole alcoholism thing. Um, you've known me for, you know, 30 years, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, I've always been uh, drinking. And there was nothing called alcoholism in the Boat Tigers, I'll tell you that. It was called drinking, and it wasn't a big deal. Um, so... You that know, was just part of being a. That was part of being a man back then. That's exactly it. Yeah. It was no big deal, you know. And honestly, you know, I, I would never ever be seen in public sober. I mean, people always liked me better when I was drinking, and so now I just make sure to drink all the time so that people think I'm I'm funny. And so, um, yeah. Apparently, the courts see it a different way. They want to tag you with some millennial term like alcoholism and tell you you have to go to therapy um Ugh. and uh yeah i'm not i have Ther- therapy <clears throat> therapy is like a form of like mysticism as far as i'm concerned that's it's uh, snake oil faux snake oil. that is snake oil you know i could understand if you're a woman and you're having a hard time that makes uh, sense you know, I could see, you know, women, they, they, they get very menstrual and, you know, they have a hard time. They need to, I don't know, talk to somebody. I, I don't know. Or like a, a child. They're soft. They're soft. They're yeah. gooey. They need someone to talk to. That's fine. But like, you Which know, the, the judge who, by the way, was also a woman. Um, said that um, after my fourth DUI, she was going to strip my license, uh, driving license away, which apparently I didn't even have from the third DUI. I guess I still didn't have a license from that one in her mind. Um, and um, then she said I had to go to, to a therapist. I'm not going to the therapist, of course, obviously, that's a joke. Um, and, um, you know, I got a bicycle, so... Uh, I'm good to go. I don't need to drive anymore. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that sounds that sounds reasonable. I mean, uh, where are you working these days? Uh, I actually uh, have a job over um, at the uh, Advanced Auto Parts in Brockton. I'm doing the um, overnight overnight shift. Um, you know, doing a lot of stocking and. Um, yeah, I've kind of moved up pretty quickly because um, they saw that I was a real man's man, and uh, it's going great. Going great. That's that's great. You got any, uh, how's, how's the love life going? Well, I'll tell you what, it didn't take me long until um, I found a nice little broad who, uh, you know, is uh, probably started working there about nine months after I'd been there. And I'm actually her boss. So um, it looks like Ooh. it's kind of starting to move in the right direction, Larry. Sounds like there's some French benefits there. Uh, have you have you have you fucked her yet? Yeah, I well, you know, we're 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 moving towards that for sure. So you let's let's just let's just be honest. Have you yeah have you fucked her? It's um she we when uh we were in like a back row and um. 
I so you fuck, you had sex, you had sex with her? Listen, I guess I'll just tell you. When, when is the last time you, when is the last time you had sex? It's been 10 years, Larry. Uh, but, uh, it's very funny, when was the last time that you had sex? It's been 10 years. Kim, did you have, uh, didn't you have some questions for, uh, Jason? Yeah, Jason, um, do you have any nicknames for your prick? Um, Kim, um, no, I, I don't have any. Uh, okay, well, how big is it? Oh, uh, it's, um, you know, it's, I don't, you yeah. know. Okay, so you know you don't really want to talk about that. I'd rather move on. <sighs> okay, uh, those were the only two questions I had written down. Uh, Larry, what do you got to talk about? Uh, yeah. So, Jason, how are your daughters doing? You had a what? A they must be in their mid twenties now, huh? They are. Yeah. Um. Well, unfortunately, uh, they don't speak to me. Um, I've tried for many years to get them involved in my life but um apparently they just want nothing to do with their hero of a dad um because of things that, that i don't really want to get into at this point it, was, it probably had a lot to do with the alcohol uh i'm, gu I'm guessing listen you know, here's, the, here's the point larry this is the thing about about these these fucking ungrateful children that i have I have been drinking alcohol since they came out of the womb. I was in the hospital drinking when they came out of the womb. I, as they were children, I was drinking always. I am always drinking. So they've only known me as someone who drinks. How can you later in life, after I was there sometimes drinking, and, and how can you get into your 20s and decide... That you no longer want to be a part of your your hero father's life. It's How these millennials, they uh, you know they if it's uh, you know they they don't they they they're soft they're soft. What else? How else can you say it? I had uh, you know, my nephew was over uh, for Thanksgiving a few years ago, and uh, you know I'm cooking up the bird, and uh, you know I've got uh, all the fixins and. I put it out, and he says, "Well, I'm a vegetarian." I said, "What? What do? You, what do you mean?" He said, "Well, I want some kale." And I'm like, "Well, we, we don't we don't have kale." And he said, "Well, uh, avocado toast." And, <laughs> oh my! God. You know, it's just it's 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 pathetic. How about pathetic. how about pass me the steak and get me a beer? Yeah. You know what? That's you sound like me when I'm sitting in my man cave, and uh, I'll tell you this much: my nephew is never setting foot in my man cave. You know, uh, he's millennials. I, I I don't care for him. The one thing I do really like is uh, have you heard this band, Thirty Seconds to Mars? Thirty Seconds to Mars. Um, yeah, is that the one with the actor? Is an actor? Yeah, great. I I went out. And I bought the CD the other day. And I haven't been able to put it down. So I just want to give a quick shout out to 30 Seconds to Mars. And uh, so what else we got going on, Jason? How else is, is everything else going? 
Uh, I mean, it's going all right. Um, you know, I mean, um, let's see. Uh, oh, Larry, you own Donatello's now, right? I do, yes. I bought it from uh, Ricky Donatello. Oh, thank so, God. So, thank God. Yeah, so, well, basically what happened was uh, a lot of people know that I was accused of murder. Um, I was I was later exonerated. And, you know, the woman, Deborah, who, you know, was killed, she came to me in a dream. She told me that something was buried in the basement, like underneath the foundation of Donatello's. So I spoke with Ricky Donatello, the owner. I said, listen, we, Deborah came to me in a dream. She said, you need to dig up the foundation. There's something buried in the, you know, cement that will give clues to my death. And so we shut down Donatello's for about a month as we dug. And uh, eventually I found this stone that was in the shape of a, a rock and I knew that that had uh, or I, I'm sorry a stone that was in the shape of a heart and I, I I knew right then what I had was the message that she had was giving me in my dream so after you know the cost of everything to you know rebuild the foundation uh he just couldn't afford he couldn't afford to keep it open anymore so I, I ended up buying Donatello's off him I gotta and, tell uh, you, I gotta tell you that that is the best news I've heard in a while because as you know I love Donatello's but it was starting to go downhill um I'm not gonna lie Larry like I mean like you know I I still love it I still love it and then now I'm I'm gonna be back there every weekend because now that I know you're the owner I can guarantee without even have been being there yet that you have fixed up some problems. Let me tell you let me tell you a quick thing. I went to Donatello's. This is during um you know, like this is probably, you know, a while back. There's some bullet sponge um cook in the in the kitchen. Um and Ricky Donatello was still the owner. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is probably when you were in prison wrongly accused of killing Deborah Zetman. Uh even though every boat tiger I talked to knew you were watching Chrissy Knows Best on USA Network at the time. Um and so in any case, point is you weren't around. Uh, otherwise I would have invited both you and Kimmy out. Um, and, and Kent, how's, how's Kurt doing? Kent, he's, uh, you know, he, he, right now he's, um, he's in the chemical bath and, uh, we got to go pick him up. We got to pick him up later tonight and bring him literally just across the street to, uh, where they have the chemical tent and then he will spend, uh, 12 hours drying off, being sprayed with radiation in the chemical tent. So oh, right great. now he's probably sitting in his bath, his chemical bath, uh, coloring, or great. maybe playing uh, his Nintendo Switch. He's addicted to the Switch. Yeah, well, you know, all, all the little, uh, all the uh, soon-to-be... Uh 
pussy children in the country are, are all doing the same thing. So he's he's on the right track. Hey, but uh, tell that little C squirt we're rooting for him over here. Yeah, like uh, I, do that. I I love that little guy. So. Um, in any case, let me get back to my story. I'm at Donatello's. I'm in there. There's some bullet sponge in the kitchen, uh, looking like he's the man, you know what I mean? He could never make it into the Coast Guard. Um, and in any case, um, you're in prison, couldn't, so I didn't have you with me, which, you know, trust me, it would have been a bit much different situation had you been. Um, and so in any case, this cook, you know, uh, he makes a mean, uh, a mean, uh, uh, scrod scampi, you know, which was my go-to and loved it. Great. Scrod oh, it was, it was delicious, but it's a great dish. It's the best dish. But like, then I order some smelt sushi and let me tell you something, Larry, this tasted like it was pulled from a flyboy's rotting corpse after he sneezes and crashes into the squid tanker bow he was trying to land on. You know what I mean? Like, this is, uh, you know, just the most disgusting smelled sushi ever. So I'm hoping, Do first of all, my question is, do you still have smelt sushi on the menu? We actually retired that dish. That was if, so that cook, uh, I'm not going to name him, but uh, he was pretty ethnic looking, correct? That's right. Yeah, so he was that ethnic cook. Um, I don't know what Hugh, I don't, I don't know what Ricky Donatello was thinking when he hired him, but as soon as I came in, I said, get, pack your shit and go. Right, yeah, I good fired. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and the, the, the sushi, I mean, back in, uh, you know, when I started going to Donatello's back in 1994, the sushi they had back then was great. Um, yeah, I, don't know I, I used to love the sushi, and, and, and the smelt sushi even was great. I mean, the, you know, you can only get smelt, you know, so many times. And, uh, and, and, you know, I was really sad to see that it might not even have been smelt. It might have been dolphin or, or whatever those ethnic people pass off as other fish. You know what I mean? You know, I, 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 those ethnic, you know, gypsies, for lack of a better term, that kind of go from one barn grill to another, you know, pushing their, uh, you know, like I said, it did. It did kind of taste dolphiny. It did. And, uh, you know, I, I, as a business owner, as a good man, I'm not gonna allow things like that in my um, in my bar and grill. So, so right now we're holding off on the sushi, Scrod. We have four new Scrod options. Really? What's the newest and, one? Yeah. I knew there were three. What's uh, well? <clears throat> We have, basically what we do is we take the scrod and we hand roll it into a hot dog shape. And then we put uh, ketchup, mustard, and relish on it. And uh, it's a scrod hot dog. Oh, wow. I, wow. Yeah, a scrod, a sh uh, hot scrod is what we're calling it. Yeah, you think you think maybe uh, next weekend we can get together down there, and uh, I want to try that I, on the house. On the house, uh, you got a uh, you got two scrod hot scrods coming on the house, and uh, we all we also have a uh, scrod. Well, you got the scrod scampi. Yeah. Scrod um, jambalaya, which is a personal favorite of mine. We put I, I use salt in that, and then. Uh, Salt is, salt is, that's the missing ingredient in most, yeah, in most food. Yeah. yeah. And that comes with a uh, papaya garnish. Delicious. And then you get, you got plain old scrod, just a big slice of scrod on the plate. And, you know. Cooked or uncooked? 
Uh, we 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 cook it, but you can you can you take can it raw if you can take it. it. I mean, okay, great. We'll cook it. We'll cook it to your uh, to your temperature of choice. Yeah, super but, uh, rare, super rare. Yeah, Larry, how's how's Gordon doing? By the way, I haven't seen I haven't seen him in years. Gordon Logan, he's uh, you know, he's doing. He's um, you know, he's he's been having a he's been having a tough time. I know I don't know if. You know this. He got. He was divorced back in uh, 2007, and he hasn't really been able to let it go. But uh, you know, it is what it is. And uh, you know, oh, I, I, I try to is he a guitar center still? No, no. He he was let go from Guitar Center. He was getting picked on by. The, uh, it was a very young crowd. Crowd that worked there. I mean, his manager was 21 years old. Everyone else that worked there was around that age, and you know. He was in his, you know, fifties, and he, they, uh, there was something happened where someone threw away his back medication, and he went and complained about it, and then he ended up getting fired. So right now he's on, uh, he's collecting, and uh, you know it's been tough for him. It's it's been very tough for him. He he has he doesn't make as much money as I do. Right. Well, or me probably, and you know. So I mean, like, uh, and you work as overnight at Advanced Auto Parts, so obviously you're not making a very much money either. And uh, no, 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 Larry, Larry, I, Larry, I, I, Larry, I like Larry, 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 and I make especially a lot more money than than Gordon. But anyways, I mean that's and that's fine. That's true. And I, I, I just want to say for the record that I'm making more money than the uh, the uh, the guppies down at the water make. Uh, uh, I can say that for sure. So yeah. I, I I believe you. Uh, with inflation, I don't know if that'd still be true, but I I remember it used to cost about. Five dollars for a sex with a guppy, if I remember correctly. I think it's the same. Uh, I think it's the same price yeah. right now. So, yeah, who knows? Okay, well, I guess then. I mean, you count for what minimum wage in Massachusetts is now. Then I, yeah, I suppose you would be making more money. But <clears throat> any, any, anyways, yeah, Gordon's doing okay. Okay, okay well, I, yeah, I just missed the guy. I haven't seen him in so long. And, um, you know, actually, um, you know, back, but not to keep bringing up my daughters here, but I used to send the girls to, uh, to Gordon for guitar lessons when they were young. Is that right? Yeah. You know, because Gordon, you know, he does, he is very good at guitar. Like if that's, if there's one thing you got to say, um, you know, he, he can play the guitar. So he's I, pretty good on an Ibanez. He knows his way around an Ibanez. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I used to, I used to send my girls over there and they were probably like five you know what i mean six years old and i really wanted to get them started early on guitar and, and gordon was very adamant about you know having them come over and I, I was like yeah you know i can like you know sit around and watch and like drink some beers and stuff and then he was like no no it's, it's probably better if you if you take off because you know, girls might you know get insecure about it or whatever. So he loves kids. He absolutely he loves adores children. Yeah, and that's why I had no problem with that. So you know, you know more than I do. You're you're the guitar teacher. 
So, um, so I would leave my girls there, um, and that lasted about maybe a month. Um, and then, uh, suddenly they came home. I could tell they had been crying. Um, not really sure why. Um, and, um, that's pretty much when, um, they started to kind of PMS towards me, if you know what I mean. Um, they, you know, really just kind of seemed to have a problem with me or think I did something wrong. I called Gordon. He said everything was great. He said he'd love to have them back over, but unfortunately I could never get them back over to Gordon's house. So, um, you know, I've seen Gordon here and there, but, um, he doesn't really like to talk about the girls either. Um, so I, I don't so know. Odd, Cause I know he, I know he loves children. He, he he's got pictures of, of, uh, children all over his house he loves he loves kids. exactly yeah so that seems it's so weird to me yeah i thought most kids you know loved them but i don't know i mean you know my girls are also they're, they're psychos so at this point there's you know i'm sure gordon did nothing wrong but again it's the woman's brain yeah it's different all right. Well, uh, I think that's about as much time as we've got today. Um, and uh, as I was saying earlier, I'd like to go and have sex with my fiance. What do you say, Kim? Mm, yeah. You know I like to have sex. Well, you heard it. You heard it there, Jason. I know you haven't had sex in over 10 years, but I am ready to have sex. Congrats. So, Congrats. so I guess, uh, uh, how about I call you up next weekend? We, uh, we talk some more. Yeah, that's, that sounds great. Yeah, sounds great. Yep, uh, I'll be available. I'm, I always am. All right, well, hey, you know what? This has been a pleasure, and uh, at ease, soldier. At ease. All right, God bless. God bless America. <laughs>